0: that and keep an eye out for our next solar eclipse that will be april 8th of 2024 here in tennessee we'll be in about 85 percent totality so maybe we'll do a little freight wave special on that right now for today's roundtable we're going to take a look at what's going on in washington and things are going on in washington for sure and so here to join us we've got lauren smith to talk a little bit about what's going on and some of the updates across the area there lauren thank you for being here on this tuesday So, of course, all eyes on Washington right now for one big reason, and that is the continuing turmoil in the House of Representatives. We saw, of course, the ousting of uh, the Speaker of the House about two weeks ago and an unsuccessful attempt to get someone in. Now you've got Representative Jim Jordan for his bid to become Speaker. And everybody's wondering, what does this mean for the future of the House and what it's going to be capable of doing? How does this have a potential to impact freight if we don't get a Speaker in and we can't make any progress?
1: Well, I think that uh, if if they're not able to get a speaker in the next couple weeks, I think it starts to get tricky because November 17th is the backstop deadline for uh, the next uh, appropriations uh, round. Uh, The fiscal year 2024 appropriations are sort of overdue at this point, but Congress passed a continuing resolution at the end of the fiscal year to give Congress that extra seven weeks to get something done. Uh, But that time has been entirely consumed by what's going on uh on the house floor um I, I i i do think at this point that uh that uh, congressman jim jordan from ohio is probably going to get the votes that he needs to become speaker i think the outlines of a deal on on spending particularly defense spending seems to be the thing that might get the the, the last few holdouts there um, but again you know if, if he gets in we can look at something approaching regular order where they may have a deal in place where they may be able to get to a deal uh, on, on on spending for the next fiscal year, um, including infrastructure funding. Uh, but uh, you, know, you asked the right question, if they don't get a deal done, you know, we could be looking at another government shutdown by mid-November.
0: And of course, the last time that we were on the heels of government shutdown, it feels like it was just yesterday and it was about two and a half weeks ago when we, again, med- made that um, extension for the government to get something done, hopefully. And we kind of had that roundtable discussion where we were looking at what a government shutdown meant for freight. And really a lot of it kind of boiled down to maybe some limitations with customs and border protection, limitations on the ability of goods to be imported just because of the fact that we're not going to have the ability to um, staff people to check their imports, things like that. Is that something that we could be looking at again going forward as a threat of if the government shutdown were to happen again? I believe, as you mentioned, November 17th, so we're exactly a month away from that happening right now. Plenty of time, but should shippers maybe start looking at preparing for that right now, since it will be right in the middle of peak season?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, in, in, there have been past shutdowns where it was only partial because Congress had been able to pass, you know, some of the appropriations bills, whether it was military construction or the Department of Homeland Security, um, and then you had other other agencies that were going unfunded. Uh, in this case, you know, it's still it's still the case that all of the funding needs to be sorted out for, for next year. And so all of those factors that we were discussing last month, as far as border inspections um, and uh, and in all of the other government operations could potentially be impacted, um, and it's really unclear, you know, to, to what extent the government will be able to prioritize essential services. Uh, I'd also flag air freight, uh, the aviation system. It could be under real pressure in the event of a shutdown. Uh, in fact, uh, in, in uh, 2019, uh, during the last extended government shutdown, uh, it was the aviation system that eventually ended up proving the biggest uh, the, the biggest pressure point because you had both air traffic controllers and also TSA affected. And their ability to, to, to screen um, ended up being sort of the, the, the key uh, political choke point that finally forced the, the, the sides in Congress back to the table to get the deal done.
0: And of course, air traffic controller is already a very, very stressed industry when it comes to labor. There, we know that for sure. Let's take a little bit of a pivot from the broader conversation about what's going on in Washington to looking specifically at what the FMCSA is working on right now. We've had them come out with a couple of rulemakings, a couple of proposed rulemakings, which kind of make some adjustments to the way that drivers could operate in the United States here these last few uh, weeks or so. Let's go ahead and break down those. What are some of your thoughts on what's coming out of the FMCSA?
1: Sure, and I'd encourage everyone to think about the next four or five months as being sort of the crunch time for FMCSA. Uh, the way that regulatory policy works during a presidential administration is you kind of run into a deadline around April or May of a presidential election year. And so all of the hot work streams that, uh, that, that FMCSA and really the entire executive branch have been working on, uh, they need to get those done over the next few months. And so a lot of the high-priority rulemakings, that the Biden administration has been developing are going to come out over this next you know, six-month period. Um, and I think uh, you know we're, we're looking at the, the, the speed limiter rule for FMCSA, we're looking at uh, liability requirements uh, for, uh, for uh, trucking companies and brokers, and, um, and then also the Department of Labor is engaged too uh, with their rule on independent contractors. And so uh, we're keeping a close eye on that one uh, as well.
0: Lots of things going on with with legislation and uh, we're going to move on now to my next topic that was the word of top of mind, litigation. Of course, we saw rulings come out about broker carrier liability that we just mentioned when it comes to C.H. Robinson, and we've seen some other rulings come out as well. Everybody's wondering, are we going to see some of these cases eventually be tossed up to the Supreme Court here in the next few months or so? Do you think that that could be something that we watch as we move into the court's next session is them take on maybe some of these these cases of broker-carrier responsibility and come out with maybe a true federal expectation or a federal standard that's set, precedent that's set that would cover the differences in state legislation versus these federal cases?
1: Yeah, I, I think that we are going to see uh, some, some key rulings from the Supreme Court uh, over the next year or two. Uh, I think that uh, the Supreme Court, in particular, tends to look at areas when you have a circuit split, uh, and again, especially with the with the sort of ideological you know split between right and left, uh, you end up with uh, the Circuit Court in you know, um, uh, you know a, a more liberal Circuit you know ruling one way very differently from you know a Circuit Court ruling in the other. Uh, in, in a more conservative area, uh, and so you know that's when the Supreme Court tends to be more likely to step in when you have different circuit courts basically almost setting rules uh, that are very different for different regions of the country. and Then the Supreme Court is more inclined to, to to sort it out um, specifically on the question of of state rules that you mentioned. Um, you know, I, I think that the Supreme Court is going to have a few issues where the states, in particular um, in California, has been has been sort of top of mind in this area you know are setting rules on trucking uh, where the industry is asking the Supreme Court to to, to make a rule to avoid a patchwork situation um, you know industries tend to have a horror of having a patchwork because it makes things less efficient because you have to have uh, different uh, you know operating models uh, in different parts of the country and it just it just you know it just challenges efficiency and so I think the Supreme Court has generally been sympathetic to those things when it comes to uh, you know, industry operations uh, that are more interstate.
0: So, Lauren, to kind of wrap this up, as we've only got about a minute or an, and a half left, anything that really comes to mind as like a big concern for in, an immediate or imminent threat to the freight industry for what's going on in Washington is it really just that appropriations uh, bill and whether things get passed or not that's going to be the biggest threat, or are there other things that concern you heading into the end of this year and the start of twenty twenty four?
1: Well, I mean, the persistent inflation, I think, is really what's behind a lot of the labor unrest that we've seen in a lot of areas. Uh, and so, you know, is specifically Washington, what is Washington's response going to be to the continued labor unrest, specifically if the UAW strike continues? We've already seen it expand again um, over the past week. Uh, so, you know, is, 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 uh, is the White House going to get involved there on the labor strike side? Uh, and again, I think I think what's behind a lot of it, is, this is inflation. And so how are policymakers confronting that? That's probably the biggest threat to, you know, continue economic recovery.
0: Absolutely. And you just ask any general consumer, and I bet that they would say the exact same thing. Thank you for joining us for today's roundtable. Of course, we love hearing your perspective, and we will catch up with you soon. Thanks, Kaylee. All right. We're going to go ahead and take one final break. We'll be back to wrap up your show right after this.